This is a Federal News Network podcast. Commercial pilots have long used simulators, a form of augmented reality, to make their mistakes where no one gets hurt. Now, under the auspices of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, a coalition of organizations is posing a grant challenge to develop augmented reality for first responders. For details, we turn to Scott Ledgerwood, UI slash UX lead in the Public Safety Communications Research Division. Scott, good to have you on. Morning, Tom. Thanks for having us. And Allison Kahn, an electronics engineer in the Advanced Communications Research Group. Ms. Kahn, good to have you on. Thank you so much, Tom. And let's begin with what it is you're actually doing here. Uh, First of all, what are you trying to get at with this program? This challenge is really about enabling public safety to have better access to IoT information through a more usable interface. And the challenge is actually split up into two types of contest. One focused on the augmented reality community, testing them with creating heads-up displays and holograms for first responders and incident commanders, and the other targeting data scientists and researchers in the IoT space. Got it. And Allison, what are the Internet of Things IoT types of data that would need to be synthesized for first responders who usually use their eyes and their stethoscopes and their fire extinguishers? That's a great question. So what we're looking at One of the primary um, data types that first responders are looking for is location. And right now, although we have GPS for outdoor location, indoor location is still uh, very early days. So that is one area that we're looking at. We're also looking at the emergence of smart cities and smart buildings and the sensors associated with those to give first responders additional situational awareness that they currently don't get with just their eyes and their teammates and their dispatch. And so what are the technical challenges to doing this? Well, right now, um, IoT data is very um, proprietary. So we're not seeing a lot of integrated streams outside of a single company who Uh, develops multiple sensor streams. So we're looking to this competition and the IoT contestants to create a sensor data landscape for the first responders to act upon. So they're going to be developing uh, sensor data streams that depict an emergency scenario. And then these could be at some point viewed on like those viewers people wear when they're playing games, only what the first responders would see would be perhaps the way down the corridor to where the emergency is. Yes. Yeah, so the the main way of uh, interacting with these heads-up displays and and holograms uh, for the first first responder applications is going to be through an augmented reality headset. The uh, augmented reality devices up until late have been pretty limited as far as displays and field of view go. So it was really kind of hard to see how this technology would play a role for public safety. However, we've seen some really great enhancements to the hardware over recent years, and it really looks like industry's pushing R&D in this space. So I think there's going to be a high likelihood that AR will be used as part of the public safety operations in the, in the future. And it looks like these headsets and the displays can be incorporated into, say, firefighters' helmets or whatever it is other types of first responders might have on their heads. Potentially, yeah. I, I, and I think that's the hope, right? So in this challenge, we're really trying to drive that initial content and those initial applications to get that in front of the first responder community and allow them to see the benefits and the potential impact of a technology like this. But I think long-term, we really need to have a more user-centered design approach for developing these different types of headsets and and heads-up displays 
make sure that they're integrated into the personal protective equipment and that they're conducive to their, their operations and the, their, their environment. And who are you seeking to answer the challenge? What types of outfits? Yeah, so the nice thing about the, the prize challenge format is that we can tap pretty much anybody in the world. So uh, we'll be looking at industry and, and academia to play a role, but the prize challenge format also allows kind of mom and pop shops or university students, uh, individuals to all participate in this type of challenge. We're speaking with Scott Ledgerwood. He's the UI UX lead from the Public Safety Communications Research Division and Allison Kahn, an electronics engineer in the Advanced Communications Research Group, both at NIST. And tell us about the programmatic side of this. Who are your partners in this challenge? Because it does have a .com, I guess it's called chariotchallenges.com. Who's involved with you? Yeah, so for this challenge, we have a, a number of co-sponsors uh, that kind of have come on board and we're really help enable us to execute this challenge. So on the AR side of the house, uh, we've teamed up with Magically and they'll be coming in and providing some expertise and, and education to our developer community uh, and also be lending out some of the headsets for use in the, in the development and the final challenge aspect. We also have FirstNet built with AT&T and First Responder Network Authority on board helping highlight aspects of their network, and again, providing feedback and education to our contestant base. MSA Safety Company uh, will be coming in and providing some more perspective on developing first responder or developing technologies for the first responder community. And Blue Force Development on the IoT side of the house will come in and share some expertise about how to interact with uh, IoT data. And Allison, what will you be getting in as responses? Pieces of software or will there be prototype say, integrated systems? What do you expect them to submit for the prizes? The final submission will actually be a piece of equipment, a transmitter that actually transmits the sensor data. But we're also asking contestants to help us develop the sensor data. How do they see it uh, being portrayed in, in future smart city scenarios? The frequency, uh, the accuracy, the the data types, we're giving the, the IoT developers free reign to kind of imagine the emergency sensor data, how they see it in the future. So they will be developing the data and then utilizing uh, small hardware to transmit that sensor data. And hopefully that will eventually in the final be a component that the AR developers can utilize to display mission critical tasks for the first responders. Let me just ask one basic question here. Is the assumption that locales that would be visited by first responders already have sensor networks in place, but that the data that they produce is not being utilized to the most efficient or efficacious way? That is our assumption here. I mean, I think we're just starting to see IoT data really evolve out of, you know, small home-based systems and into larger scale buildings and citywide um, implementations. And so we're kind of utilizing the chariot challenge to uh, display kind of a, a future state where cities are well-equipped with sensors, buildings are well-equipped with sensors, and first responders have access to that information, but how are they going to view it? Who decides who gets what and what will the winners receive? Yeah, so on the, the judging side, we actually bring in uh, some active first responder colleagues 
and communication and technology specialist in the UI UX and IoT space. And they'll be participating with NIST in doing the, the review of all the different conce concepts that are submitted during this phase. And so the initial round then will get some sort of a cash grant to continue working on their projects? Exactly, yeah. So the various phases, we provide some funding uh, to essentially uh, provide resources to continue the development uh, on this challenge. And then at the end of the event and the final phase, we'll have a live competition where the IoT data and the various virtual, uh, augmented reality solutions will be used uh, to conduct various tasks across four different scenarios, an active shooter, wildfire, a flood, and a mass transit incident. And the winners of that final phase will uh, walk away with $25,000 for first place down to 7,500 for fifth place. Okay, so it sounds like it's going to take you into next year at this point. We're hoping for our, the live challenge to take place uh, in early November at a large-scale first responder training center, and we'll be able to simulate some of these large-scale scenarios and actually allow the the various judges and SMEs, the, the first responders, to actually go through these various environments and conduct tasks like they would in the, in the real world. Well, let's hope we can have large gatherings by November, December timeframe. Scott Ledgerwood is the user interface, user experience lead from the Public Safety Communications Research Division at NIST. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. And Allison Kahn is an electronics engineer in the Advanced Communications Research Group at NIST. Thank you also. Thank you again, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash bestmusic to get Live One Plus now. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.